into week seven of the NFL, you kind of look at it and we'll kind of just run down the schedule of games, um, touching on each one. A couple couple interesting things here throughout this slate of games. Um, we'll get to everything in turn, but we've got – I'll give you a couple teasers of this. We've got a quarterback returning to New England for the first time since he was traded in the 4 o'clock window. That'll be the 49ers against the Patriots. And then, believe it or not, it feels like it outside. We got our first snow game. Oh, what? Broncos Chiefs. Three to six inches of snow being forecast for mm. the Denver area yes. today. So we got a little bit of snow football. That's a 425. That's a four, I believe a 425 start on that. Yep, it is. Kansas City's won nine straight against Denver. There's one if you're looking for that. If There's if you're looking for snow. a possible upset pick, Broncos might be, I don't know. I don't, we'll see how Kansas City plays in the snow. I said my, uh, we'll get to it, but. We both already had the locks down as the Eagles, so we got a little one up on Kevin right there. Push the chips to the center on that one. I mean, um, I have my I have my upset as the Texans this week. Okay, let's start it off. Titans Steelers in the one o'clock window. Arguably, probably the best game in this one o'clock window. It's two undefeated teams, both five and zero. Oh, two of the la- the last two undefeated teams in the AFC going up against each other. Um, the Steelers have played very well this season. That defense looks to be absolutely legit um there but they're going up against a titans team that's got derrick henry and can run the ball down your throat boss he's just he's he's a beast that game against the bills like he was just tossing people around and then last week who did they play they played the bills last week i'm trying to remember he had 210 yards or something like that Mm -hmm. that's just unheard of running backs don't put up numbers like that and he's done already like four times in his career which is absolutely mind-blowing pittsburgh has the number four offense in the league and the number three defense in terms of points for and points against but like i'll say when we played them what teams have they played it, it, it is a very good point to bring up here i mean you look at it against the giants week one they were able to get to win 26 16 then against denver who right now is sitting at two and three we're 26 21 against houston it was 28 21 then they had the covid bye week lost by nine to the eagles but Honestly, I'm not. Last week's game showed a lot about the Steelers, and I think a little bit more about the Browns. The Browns kind of came in, got their doors blown off, mm-hmm. 38 to seven. This is a big one here. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, I'll go down it right now, and you tell me where you find losses. They got the Ravens this week, Lost. or excuse me, the Titans this week. Then you get the, they got the Ravens. Then you got the Dallas Cowboys. That's a win. The Bengals is a win. The Jaguars are a win. You got the Ravens again. Washington's a win. Buffalo is a push. That could go either way. You got Cincinnati again. You got Indianapolis and then Cleveland. I see the losses on that schedule being like against Baltimore, and that's it. Yeah. I don't see anything else on that schedule that would say that just jumps off the thing and says absolute loss. Cleveland, maybe week 17, but that might be because you've secured all you need to. Yeah. And you're not playing anybody. Yeah. No, I agree. I It'll be interesting. I I really think the Titans can come away with this one, though. Yeah. So I'm on the Titans here. Um, Maddie's, the only, Maddie's our guest picker for the week. Um, just to update everybody on the standings so far, Kevin's in first place with 68 points, an overall record of 62-27-1. I'm in second with 56 points, 54-35-1. And, and Matt's bringing up the rear 43 points with a record of 44-43-1. Matt trying to remain above 500 this week. <laughs> I'm just not good at it. 
I think this game's a toss-up. It could go either way. Um, my rooting interest is going to be on the Titans just because Jamal's a Steelers fan and he'd root against the Eagles. So my rooting interest would be on the Titans here. I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, I think ultimately the running game comes out. They give the Steelers their first loss. Honestly, probably not the worst thing in the entire world because it stops the undefeated stress and allows you to start playing football down the stretch. Yeah. Next one on our slate is Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. We'll touch on this one briefly. Um, Washington's my upset pick of the week. Um, Cowboys looked really bad against the Cardinals on Monday yeah. Night Football last week. Andy Dalton's just a disaster. Yep. I heard talk when, on our Friday show on Cracking a Cold One. Nick McCarthy said um, there's talk maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick because he got benched. Maybe he goes to Dallas, Dallas. before the trade deadline. I'm not sure if they're going to do that just because it would have to I'd have to see what they have to mortgage for that because it's not really like Dallas is going to win anything this year anyways. Yeah. So, I felt so bad when I heard that Fitzpatrick got benched. I agree with you. Yep. Like the night before he's like handing the reins to a and they were winning, weren't they? Yeah. The, the Dolphins were smoking them. And then and then he just gets benched. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Washington's my upset pick of the week. Kevin is on the Cowboys here. Um, he was a little back and forth about that one during the week, but he's on the Cowboys. You're on the Washington football team. More just because I want it for the standings. I agree with you, and Washington played the Giants very close, too, so it's not like they're getting blown out in every single game. Yeah. Um, they are the Giants, though. Bills, Jets, the next one on that's the schedule. Um, that should have been my lock for the week. I was going to say, that's a pretty good rule in this whole pick em thing, that if they're playing the Jets, probably a lock. Um, <laughs> where is that game? It's in New York. Okay, New at MetLife. Um, Jets have had fewer than 20 points in five of six games this season. I see that continuing. Um, Buffalo coming off a loss to the Titans. Um, I Not much more to say about that. The yeah. Jets are bad. The Jets are bad. And the Jets are bad. I think they get Darnold back this week, so maybe that's a little bit of a spark. Um, playing at MetLife's not going to do a thing for them. No. Um, Especially since there's no fans or anything. That's, that's something. Gonna... Well, I have it here, and we're talking about it. Let's see what the what the Jets' schedule is, because I don't think there's a win on the Jets' schedule. I think they're just far and away the worst team in the football league. Or yeah. they're just purposely tanking for Trevor. I, I don't think they're that smart. Um <laughs> Jets and Chiefs next week. Oh. Pats and Jets. Oh my God. Jets and Chargers. Dolphins, Jets. Oh, Dolphins, Jets. Well, no, Dolphins, Jets was a bad game before, too. Raiders, Jets. Jets, Seahawks. Jets, Rams. Browns, oh Jets. And finish the season with the Patriots. That's 0 16. All written all over it. Yeah. And maybe they'll prove me wrong. And Buffalo, if the Jets get that win, first win over you guys today, watch out. Just not, not, not because they're going to do anything, but like. That's going to be bad. Um, no, I'll bring it up when we talk about the Buccaneers. Okay. Yep. So, Bills, all four of us are on the Bills. Maddie has them her, as her lock. Saints-Panthers. Um, this is a sneak. I think this is a sneaky. Yeah. This is a sneaky game. Here. I've been picking the Panthers a lot, and they're just not helping me at all. So, yeah. I decided to go against it. I think, I think this is a... Yeah, this is a very sneaky game here. You don't pick the Panthers once. I don't think... Are they Owen? No, they've won one game, I think. You picked them week one, and they lost. They also had a bye, I think. 
Um, yeah, I badly want to pick. What's the line on this game? Because I can't, I actually have a decent. I'm fine with my upset pick, so I don't need to go, go digging here. The Saints are good. Would be a this is a game right for an upset here. Um, I think so. The Saints just. Oh, the Saints are six and a half point favorites, so that would be a massive upset. Um, <laughs> I, I picked the Panthers to keep this one close, but ultimately, in the end, the Saints wins. Teddy Bridgewater's first start against his former team member. He came in, in relief of like five and zero or something. Drew Brees, yeah, he was like something ridiculous when he came in. So he's got the Panthers playing well. Panthers are currently sitting at three and three. Saints at three and two. Um, but that one pretty clearly uh, goes in the favor of the Saints. Packers, Texans. This one's big for you. This one's your upset pick. This is my upset. Of the week. And the reason I'm doing upset for the Texans, last two weeks without Bill O'Brien as their head coach, they've been playing a lot better and a lot cleaner football. Um, And when I see the Packers, they got destroyed last Sunday or Monday, whenever, whatever night they played. Sunday, yeah, yeah, Sunday, Sunday. afternoon. And a game that was Rogers nationally broadcast. Awful. It was just such a bad game. So I'm like, hey, you know what? If Texans play a good, clean football game and the Packers are still struggling, they can easily take this game. Green Bay 5-0 and all-time in Houston. Just just as a bit. at things like that. <laughs> well, you should have when you looked at the Eagles game. I mean, <laughs> what are they? 6-0 and the last time they played in the black jerseys. 5-0 and oh, last Thursday night footballs. 21-4 and in the last 25 against the Giants. <laughs> um, Packers are 4-1. and Texans 1-5. and That's a good one. That's a good one for an upset uh, pick. Um, now we'll do one more, and then we'll take a break um, before we get to this talk to break down that Washington-Dallas game a little bit more in depth. Bengals and the Browns. Um, it's a Browns team that's 4-2, and two, got the doors blown, them off, blown off by Cleveland. Or, excuse me, they are Cleveland, by Pittsburgh. Mm. It's a Bengals team that's 1-4-1. Um, you also have Joe Burrow, who doesn't like losing more than one in a row. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> you also have Cleveland that's looking to prove something. So I'm going with the Browns here. Um, I don't think they lose back-to-back against Cleveland. I mean, I think the wheels start to get re- – I think everything starts to get really bad. In Cleveland, if that happens, because, I mean, you look at it, and the Browns came into the season before they played the Steelers, 4-1, and one, a pretty decent football team. I've been hearing names thrown around with the Eagles saying trade for Odell or trade for Julio. Which one would you rather have? Julio, 10, 10 out of 10 times. Isn't he Odell's, I don't care, but Odell's a locker, in a locker room issue. It doesn't seem like he had oh, the whole chest thing. Yeah. Our other co-host will give, would give pushback, but I don't Odell's know. not worth it for your locker room. The same way, we can get into it a little bit later in this show, but the same way I would say the, glad, the Seahawks should be glad that they didn't sign A.B., yeah, um, if we'll talk about that when we get down to the Bucks, because yeah. uh, he's not playing this week, but I believe he's playing. He'll be playing next week after the bye. Week nine. Yeah, because I think they have a bye coming up in week eight. Yeah. I think that's what they have. So for this one, I'm on the Browns. Um, I look for them to bounce back here. Uh, they're playing at. Are they playing? No, they're not. They're playing not. They aren't playing at home. They're playing on the road. Battle of Ohio, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> four and two against the Bengals, one four and one. Baker Mayfield in his career, four and one versus Cincinnati. Um, I don't think you lose two bad games in a row, and this would be a bad loss if you lost to Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, a loss to Pittsburgh isn't bad. It was the way you lost it and just showed zero fight yeah. whatsoever. You're on the Bengals just based off Joe Burrow not liking to lose two in a row. <laughs> there. So 
We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Dylan Daly will join us, and he will discuss his Dallas Cowboys, the state of the Cowboys. A lot of locker room stuff came out this week. Players upset with the coaches. Don't think the coaches are coaching. Coaches don't think the players want to play. Um, kind of typical Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys stuff because, you know, every year it's our year. It's our year. We're going to win this. We're going to win this. And then, um, you know, they're on track to just be awful. I mean, Kevin and I haven't put down as going to finish with a 4-12 and record. And honestly, so far, we're, we're on the right track with that. Um, so we'll get to all that on the other side of the break. Uh, and we'll get to the rest of our picks as well as discuss a little bit about the offs or the this past week's roster moves, especially the Buccaneers signing a massive weapon, one of Tom Brady's favorites um, for them. You're listening to that NFL Pick'em Show on 105.7 WHWS. Flint River Bridge, a hundred yards from the spot where me and Grandpa fished.
America, we need to have a little talk. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Now back to the Broad Street Boys Pick'em Show with your hosts, Kevin and Chris. Back here, Sunday morning, week seven in the NFL, an hour and 40 until kickoff of the one o'clock games here. As we're getting set on the line, we have Dylan Daler joining us um, to talk a little bit about his Dallas Cowboys. You there? Yeah, I'm here, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, uh, how's your football season going? Because, because I, I, I can't say I predicted it, but I predicted it. Yeah, I mean, here's the way that I look at it. If you hire two of the worst San Francisco 49ers coaches in the last 20 years, you're going to have a really bad season. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised Jerry didn't hire Chip Kelly to be our offensive coordinator. That would be kind of sick. I would have digged that. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> would love I mean, Chip honest, Kelly to ruin another team. I mean, Nolan and Tom Sula running a defense, probably not the best idea. And then Mike McCarthy, who was also, I mean, he was a 49ers coach during their bad years. I mean, it just should not be a surprise at this point. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Unfortunately, Dak Prescott went down, <laughs> and it leads to a whole yeah. line of what ifs. What if he didn't go yeah. down? Um so the big first off with the Dallas Cowboys team, it seemed like everything was always Jason Garrett's fault. So where does the blame now that you finally got rid of Jason Garrett? Jerry finally gave up on his his prodigy or whatever he was. Yeah, I think I mean, I think the blame falls at Jerry's feet. I mean, he's a guy that if he was 10 years younger, he'd probably be out there trying to coach the Cowboys for two games before they got <laughs> blown out. Uh, I mean, so I mean. It, Biggest problem, I think, is is Jerry. He's a guy that doesn't want to hire good coaches. I mean, we've been not so great ever since we got rid of Jimmy Johnson as a team because he doesn't hire coaches that really want to, you know, put their foot on the gas and treat the players like players instead of equal owners in the team. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk a little bit about the NFC East and what you've seen so far because we can also segue this into your Dallas Cowboys going up against a team without a name um, whose only yeah. win came across against the Philadelphia Eagles here but they kind of got the doors blown off by the Cardinals last week Andy Dalton doesn't look good do you think this is something where they should make a move at the deadline for a quarterback or is this just a failed season where it's you know you come into the season with Super Bowl expectations and every media member in the entire mm -hmm. industry is saying Dallas to the Super Bowl and is this just a lost season here? I mean, I don't know if it's a lot. I think the NFC East is just a lot. I think, if anything, the NFC East is proving why uh, we shouldn't have the team at the top of each division having preference for home and field advantage. Um, 
I don't know if they should make a move for someone other than Andy Dalton. I mean, one game, he looked rusty. Uh, the biggest thing I noticed was that he's staring down his receivers. I mean, hopefully he gets over that. Uh, but he's like the most, I mean, he's like the most average quarterback in the league. Um, I mean, the NFC East, obviously still a wide open race. Uh, I'm a little worried about today's game just because Kyle Allen, you know, actually gives them the football team some teeth. Uh, and, you know, he may not be the greatest quarterback, but he'll certainly give you, like, a solid four wins, like, where he helps your team, uh, especially over Dwayne Haskins. I mean, the Giants are just a lost cause at this point. Um, hiring Joe Judge was probably one of the dumbest de decisions. And, you know, the Eagles are probably going to do what they do every single year where they heat up at the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying, I feel like they're going to end up somehow missing Nick Foles again once they get to the playoffs. Get that slander out of your... <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. There's, one, there's one Super Bowl win quarterback. Can you expand? Because our other co-host is a big Giants fan, and honestly, I sided with him. Can you expand on the whole Joe, Joe Judge being the worst coaching hire? Because I don't see that at all. I think he was I don't think, the best I don't think decision Joe they could have made. I don't think that Joe Judge is a good coaching hire, personally, because I just... You know, I have a thing against... Anyone who's not Brian Flores coming from the Belichick system, I mean, a lot of people really want to recreate Belichick, and, you know, it's just, it's hard to do. I mean, the man is, like, the perfect mix between believing in you and also putting you down somehow. Um, <laughs> it's a lot different, and, you know, Flores goes in and really, like, changes the culture in Miami, uh, which I think the players were kind of clamoring for, but it's a lot different between that and, you know, the big market that you have in New York City um, I mean, I think that they need some major changes in their office, too, because I think front office deserves more blame than the coaches most of the time, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys, in which case it's about equal. Because um, aren't they the same person? Yeah, I mean, front you know, it's really the bad. The same person. It's, yeah, I mean, it's really bad when uh, when Mike, when you hire Mike McCarthy and he goes, yeah, remember when I said I watched every play last season? Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I lied just to get the job. <laughs> Jeez. You know, it's, yeah, you know, I think, like I was saying, the, I mean, the NFC East is just a lost division this season. Um, I mean, especially when you have the West where you have three teams over four wins and your fourth team is the 49ers. I mean, there are a lot of power divisions this season. So I definitely, definitely makes me question the, the legitimacy of having one of the four teams from the East go into the or going to the playoffs. I definitely wouldn't say that I, I definitely wouldn't write off the Eagles in the NFC East or like just even in the playoffs. Like everyone has to remember that they have an all around great team when they're healthy. Yeah. And if they're able to at least even get six or seven of their starters back by the end of the season, that team's going to look completely different to what they do right now, like how they look right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys. I think there would be a few more wide receivers moved before the deadline. I think, uh, I think you're probably going to see Stills moved out of Texas, uh, off the Texans roster. I think you're probably going to see. Um, I think it's possible AJ Green goes off the Bengals. Um, so I think that there are a few guys that are going to be wide open, and that I mean, that's I could see the trade deadline this season making a pretty big impact. Yeah, and I don't think the Eagles are even going to go for a wide receiver. I think they're going for linebackers. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. The worst linebackers in the NFL. It is just terrible watching them play. Yeah, so well, I really... you could be watching the Cowboys play every week. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, before we let you go, give, 
give us a um, score prediction here for against Washington. Two and four Cowboys going against the one and five Washington football team in Landover, Maryland. Hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I say that if I can't give you a number, I'm going to say that the that the football team probably wins by touchdown and a field goal, two touchdowns. I think Cowboys offense gets held pretty low. So I'm going to say Cowboys score between 10 and 17. Football team probably scores 24, 27, something like that. Wow. You This is dire straits for Dallas Cowboys fans. Picking Washington to beat them. Dallas has won seven of the last eight against Washington. We'll find out this afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Dylan. Wait, yeah, no so problem. Before, yeah. Before you go, before you go, I just want to say that I really appreciate the fact that you understand how bad Jakeem is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when Zeke Elliott puts the ball on the ground two straight drives in a row, I'm I'm calling for Tony Pollard to come out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the reason I say that is because then you have Kevin, a Giants fan, that's like, you know what, we're 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 making a stride in the right direction. You know, Daniel Jones is coming out, not throwing any uh, interceptions or have any turnovers. Uh, Daniel Jones is. He's easily the best quarterback in the uh, in the East right now. Kevin's the guy who goes season starts this week. <laughs> this week season starts. I realized the season started seven weeks ago. <laughs> All right, good talking to you, Dylan. Good talking to you, Chris. That was Dylan Dale joining us here on our show. I just just shot Kevin a text to see if he's listening because the dude needs to be able to defend himself if you just slandered him <laughs> like that. Just came in and absolutely just <laughs> went off on him. I mean, you're right. I'm I not in that boat on him. Fan. I'm not that boat in that boat on Kevin. I mean, oh, no, the I'm dude not. realizes. <laughs> no, I know. He's going to obliterate you, though, if he hear that. I just thought it was a great opportunity to, you know, kind of hit him while he's down. Yeah. Coming off the... But, okay, I mean, <clears throat> I mean we'll take a minute a or two to say this, but... Evan Ingram was the reason we won that game. I mean, he catches that ball, the game's over. He catches the ball, the game's oh, over. Oh, yeah, but he didn't. But he did. No, but you can't sit That's there. That's also say saying Tom Brady would have won the Super Bowl if he made the Philly special catch. He would have, yeah. I don't think he would have. <laughs> I don't know. It just happened. I don't know. The, the, slander, the slander there that you just had, I'm repeating a slander because Kevin just tuned in. Um, oh, did he? The slander you had by going off about how he thinks he's delusional, basically, for thinking that Daniel Jones is a future and <laughs> the Giants are good. It was awful. I mean, doing slander of saying Joe Judge was the worst coaching hire in the <laughs> NFL was awful. That was like, that's not true. Joe Judge is going to be a great coach in this division. Yeah, for years to come. Do I think they're going to start stacking division titles? No, <laughs> no team has repeated in this awful division since 2004. Yeah, nobody has. My so. slander was more coming from you have. I should have brought up Jamal, not not Kevin. Kevin's a more realistic fan, but like Dylan understands that the Cowboys <laughs> are not good. All right, we're gonna have Kevin on um, around 11:50 because I. <laughs> I just got, in all caps, Mike McCarthy, and this guy has the gall to call out Judge. Kevin Krzyzewski will be joining us here at 1150 via the phone lines um, to respond. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Maddie Johnson, um, William Smith class of 2020, will be joining us here to discuss the Bears season. Um, the Bears have Nick Foles, and I'll get her opinion because if you want to play crystal ball NFL... 
we could have a round one matchup in the playoffs between the Philadelphia Eagles at home and the Chicago Bears. Wentz versus Foles. So we'll get to that and more of our picks when we come back. You're listening to the Broad Street Boys NFL Pick'em Show on 105.7 WHWS. Rachel Ray here. Nothing brings a bigger smile to my face than cooking up a big meal for the whole family and lots of friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in our country who struggle with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids. But they can't do it without your help. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Now back to the Broad Street Boys Pick'em Show with your hosts, Kevin and Chris. 11.35 on a Sunday morning, an hour and a half until kickoff of the 1 o'clock slate of games. Joining us on the phone lines, Maddie Johnson, William Smith, graduate of 2020. I guess graduate. I mean, I don't know. COVID kind of <laughs> COVID kind of stopped yeah. that, didn't it? Yeah. graduation. <laughs> One of the biggest Bears fans I know. Um, so you you spent the entire offseason saying Mitch Trubisky was your guy even after you got Nick Foles. Um, yep. Well, he's not your guy anymore. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I still hold a special place in my heart for Mitch. I just think that he clearly wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And But I still have faith based on Foles' history that he will get hurt 
Mitch will have to step up and go in, and we will be a playoff team, regardless of which quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the morning of hot takes today. Our last caller had him saying that the Joe Judge was the worst hire the Giants ever had, and now Maddie Johnson is predicting that Nick Foles is going to have a reverse Nick Foles moment where he's the one that gets hurt and Mitch leads him into the playoffs. Is that true? Yes, it is. What kind of fan are you? <laughs> hey, I will take oh. us getting to the playoffs any way we possibly can. I you really got to stop with that because you're the one that's been sitting here all season saying Carson Wentz is going to get hurt. Oh No, I'm saying she's hoping that. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't get that wow. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I think I can quote it. You said, you're like, Nick, you're like, I want Mitch Trubisky to be quarterback. And the only way for that to happen is for Nick Foles to get hurt. That's what I heard, too. Um, <laughs> Maddie, what do you think of the season for the Bears so far? Five and one um, going up against a Rams team this week. And just overall, what are your thoughts? Because they, they had a pretty good game, a statement game so far against the Bucks earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's exactly what Foles said. Would you rather win ugly or lose pretty and i'd definitely rather win ugly at this point but chicago's never been a big quarterback town right so what the 85 bears they had jim mcmahon he's probably the last like elite quarterback jay cutler i want to call jay cutler elite (laughs) nick Foles is elite nick Foles will Mm. be in the hall of fame Mm. (laughs) yeah that's because yeah that's because of the super bowl into the eagles it's because he's going to be the—he's going to go down as the best backup quarterback in NFL history. I well, guarantee it. I believe it. I believe it. But I think our defense is finally stepping up, holding their own. And I don't know if you can hold a team to 16 points or 19 points or however many points the Bucks had, should be able to win football games. And Foles is doing enough to help us win, so I'm okay with that right now. It's a big game tomorrow night against the Rams. Rams 4-2, 14-4 and at home since 2018. What are your thoughts kind of going into that one? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think back the last two years we've played the Rams, both years. First year in 2018, pretty much a signature Bears win. 15-16 us at Soldier Field. Goff threw four interceptions. Um, we had a safety. It was a big game. Big game. I don't think we scored a touchdown. Actually, we did score a touchdown. Last year was not pretty. But I think this year, with the defense finally learning Pagano's system and a quarterback who's not going to throw stupid interceptions, last game excluded, um, that we actually have a fighting chance. Although no one seems to think we do. So, you know, I'd like to prove them wrong as the underdog. We all have – I think we all have the Bears down. Yeah, Kevin's the only one that took the Rams. Um. Look, and we don't trust his picks, this, at least right now, this week, because he picked the Giants. Um, It must be nice to have a quarterback that doesn't make stupid decisions and throw interceptions. Uh, we don't know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got rid of Foles, though. So, I mean, it's really your own fault. Nah, we've got Jalen Hurts now. Um, <laughs> I had to sneak, sneak that one in there. Um, what do you think of – we were talking before we came on, you and I, and what do you think of the – idea out there if you were to go into a crystal ball and say okay week seven we're going to fast forward a little bit uh-huh. philadelphia could take that fourth playoff uh, the the nfc east and have that home playoff game and yeah. if it were to end up that way and you know the packers bears end up as a wild card team they're currently first right. in the division they end up the wild card right. team you could have a once versus Foles round one playoff matchup at the oh. link um come january what do you think about that 
do you, oh, the, because that would be a mean, massive storyline. I love Foles and clutch time and in the playoffs. I mean, we lost, what, two years ago? Double doink. He came back in the fourth quarter to win it. I mean, that still stings. But now he's with us. So I like that magic in the playoffs. Wait, but I thought you said Mitch Trubisky is going to be back to the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> I, I really hope. But I really like Foles' magic. I don't know. I think they should just each play a quarter or a half, and we'll see. Oh, wow. A dual quarterback system. Speaking of um, the do- double doink game, not that I'm piling on, but I am. Did you happen no. to see the highlight anywhere? The of quadruple The doink? quadruple doink. I no. did see that. It, it, it went a little bit better. It went right upright, cross bar, left upright, cross bar, back out. Yeah. It was against Rice in Middle Tennessee. It cost Rice the game. Yep. Oh, my yep. gosh. I was like, wow, at least someone else starts to feel my my pain the double doink can finally be replaced by the quadruple doink i took a vacation to chicago we did a little tour Uh and we and we we drove by soldier field and i was and then the guy was talking about you know the bears and like Uh all that stuff and then i just like stood up from my seat and screamed double doink and all the bears fans started like booing me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrong town to say that in. Wrong I was town. wearing my Eagles gear and stuff. I just thought it was really funny. It was the summer. It was like the summer of that year. Ooh. Yeah, so it was, yeah. So, it, was a, it was a fresh wound. Yeah. What do you think, Maddie, of the way that the NFL's handling um COVID so far in terms of just having to move games, having to schedule games, um, and then the possible talking of at least about the Titans having to forfeit games a little while ago? Right, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of sports leagues do it differently this year, right? I mean, women's soccer went back and had no COVID tests, but the NFL is hard. You can't play in a bubble, right? So I think for not being able to play in a bubble, they've done pretty much the best that they possibly can. Um, And yeah, they've had to reschedule games, but I don't think that any of the rescheduling has really affected anyone. Yeah. I mean, the Titans came back and won after, what, 10 days off. The Steelers came back after their um, unplanned buy and won. So, I don't know. I think football teams are made to go on breaks and come back and play, and I think that it's a resilient league. And I think they've done a decent job. Shocking. If, if anything, those little bye weeks are probably – it's probably better for the teams because they can get healthy, they get their bodies yep. to rest. I'm yeah. hoping the Eagles get one of those – now you're just trying to get Jamal upset about the talking about the bye weeks. You are going after everybody today. <laughs> Last thing, Maddie, can you still name every quarterback, every starting quarterback in the NFL? Oh, I think I can. Denver Broncos. Uh, it's back to Drew Locke. Ooh, that's good. Yep. Jacksonville. Minshew. Yeah, but yep. you might need a new one after this week. It might be Mike Glennon. Right? Glennon Portals, might come in because Minshew's on the oh. Minshew's on thin ice. That came out this morning. Um, magic. And then the Dolphins. And pronounce the last well, name, Well, they just please. named Tua. What's his last name? Tagovailoa. I wow. give up. That was impressive. <laughs> Let's get a score prediction for you for Monday Night Football for the Bears-Rams. Oh, um, I'm going 19-14, Bears over the Rams. All right, there you go. I took the Bears. As well, Matt took the Bears. You, t- you have the Bears. Your guest picking for us this week. You picked the Eagles. 
Again. Um, so we thank you for that. We reward you with You're a welcome. with Bear's pick. Um, and thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you, Maddie. Bye. Maddie joining us here. Um, I think what we should do is let's let's run down some more of our picks because then we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have um, Kevin join us. Um, real quickly, we left off with Falcons Lions. Um, I got the Lions in this one an upset. Um, uh, I'm pulling up my my list again. Yep, you are on the Falcons as well. Oh yeah. I um, I don't know the Falcons. They could have they could be such a better team if they don't blow two of those games this year. They have the team to be able to do well. But ultimately, I think it it could be coaching. Um, I think that they have what it takes to you know, not be a. Are they still zero and five? Are they zero and five? No, they got that win last week. They're on a one-game winning streak right now. Okay, yeah. So I think they just can't blow games. They could easily be. They could easily be three and two. Yeah. They could be three and two if they don't blow those two games at the beginning of the season. Agreed. Um, Cardinals Seahawks. That game is now a Sunday night game. I have to make that change. Um, I got the Seahawks there. I think the Cardinals did play very well against the Cowboys, but I'm still sticking with Russ. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, watching Kyler Murray is just so much fun. That's going to be a great game, Cardinals Seahawks that's tonight. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be a blast. Uh, talk about a game that's not going to be a blast. Jaguars Chargers. Um, one and five against one and four. Both teams seeing their first win since Week One. Uh, pretty easy for me. Minshew's on a short leash. Um, I'm not going to trust Mike Glennon if he comes in. I um, also think Minshew will get benched, so Glennon will come in. I'm on the Chargers. Herbert's going to get a second win. Yeah, I think it's a safe call going with Chargers. Or Her- Herbert's first win, actually, because Tyrod got the first win. Um, Patriots 49ers. We kind of, with both guests, ran out of a bit of time on this one, but big new storyline here. Jimmy Garoppolo coming back to New England after, I mean, Bill Belichick definitely wanted him to stay and definitely wanted him to be the quarterback of the future. I got the Patriots here. Um, they came off a very tough loss to Denver. Belichick doesn't usually lose two in a row, and if he does, I think the sky starts falling for the Patriots. Is the is Newton playing yet? Yes, he is. Yep. Is this his first week back? No, he played last week. He did? Okay. It wasn't a big storyline. No, it really wasn't. Huh. Nope. Um. Yeah. You got the Niners here. I got the Niners. I I like I like Garoppolo. I think he's a good quarterback, and you know he came back last week and they won. Yep. And I just think they could they could probably build off that win. Everyone's getting healthy again on that team, so. First edition of snow football: Chiefs and the Broncos at Mile High Stadium. Three to six inches of snow predicted for there today. So. I'm going with Chiefs here, even because of the snow. Um, Kevin's got him as his lock, um, and everybody else seems to be on the Chiefs. Pretty, pretty easy one to pick, unless the snow really starts messing with things. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you also see <clears throat> that playoff game last year where the Chiefs were playing like negative ten degrees, and yep, Patrick Mahomes lit it up. I don't think the snow or any weather affects that man, so I, I don't think it would be, even be a game changer. <clears throat> and then the last one here, Sunday night or not Sunday night football, because it. Schedule shifted, but a 425 game, I believe. There's a lot. Or 405 start. Bucks and the Raiders. The Buccaneers made that big midweek trade for Antonio Brown, who played 11 days with the Patriots and caught two touchdown passes, one touchdown pass yeah. from Tom Brady. Brady's happy to have him back. Bucks are stacked. Um, I don't know how they have the cap space for any of this. 
Because they have A B is not getting paid anything. They have a pro ball team. They do. Um, I'm going with the Bucks here. I think they beat the Raiders pretty handily. Are you surprised that the Bucks have not done as well as they should be? Not really. Because it's all everyone's new. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised. I mean, also you look at Tom Brady and Brady loses a couple every so often in the, in the early part of the season. I mean, the loss to the Saints, the being in the season, not surprised by that. And then the loss to the Bears. I mean, that was just a close game and that Bears team just came out and played very well. Yeah, and then he didn't shake, shake Foles' hands again. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Wait, what was his excuse? I, I heard. Oh, that. it was like he, he just sometimes doesn't shake people's hands. And I was like, that's not true. But there's our picks for the week. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, he's been listening from afar uh, or from, from his room while he's been writing this paper that's due tomorrow. But our third co-host, Kevin Kraszewski, has a couple bones to pick with some opinions that were given out earlier on this show. Um <laughs> Should be entertaining radio, so we'll step aside, and then we will be back an hour and 10 minutes until kickoff of the Week 7 Sunday Slate. You're listening to the Broad Street Boys NFL Pick'em Show on 105.7 WHWS. Welcome back to the Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, and of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Be a statesman and join the Statesman Athletic Association. The SAA strives to assist athletics financially, increase interest in Hobart sports, and promote good fellowship among Hobart College alumni, parents, and friends. And your business could join a growing list of local and regional businesses that are corporate sponsors with the SAA. Find out more about how you and your business can partner with the SAA, the team behind Hobart's teams, online at www.hws.edu or call 315-781-3075. Here. Ten minutes to go here in our Pick'em show. Um, our third co-host, because we usually try to keep this with two of us because of COVID here in the studio. Can't really do three. We're going to figure out maybe how to do three soon. Um, Kevin Kraszewski is on the line here as a little bit of a bone to pick with some of the opinions given out earlier. So the floor is yours, Kevin. All right. Let me just start with one thing. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I had to say that. Do we still have Kevin there? Did I make him rage quit? 
No, he's still oh, on the line. Mute. I hit mute by accident. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I said if you're really that happy about that win, Matt, you had about three three good drives. You can be happy about it, though. Um, hey, a win's a win, dude. All right. Yeah. Let's get to his. Uh, yeah, and if you, you're happy about, uh, you know, all of uh, the uh, the drops and the stupid penalties by the Giants, that I'm, they were penalties. I'm not going to say they weren't. But they were just um, stupid plays by players that shouldn't be playing. And um, I had to start with a little tidbit about what's currently going on in our unit. You know, it's a big football Sunday for Jamal when he's playing uh, all of the NFL theme songs for each of the individual networks in the shower. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, it's a big NFL Sunday for Jamal when he's out of bed before noon. I, why not both? <laughs> Um, so that was an, a good tidbit, and I uh, got it on video for uh, when you open your Snapchats. And, Did you save um, the video? Uh, no. You're going to have to screen record it, or I'll have Jamal screen record it, because I know he knows how to do that. I should have uh, saved it, but it wasn't that funny. I mean, it was good, but... I was going to say, that um, might be, like, Instagram-worthy for the, our account. I mean, Yeah, I mean, from the the... The man who had the gall to call out Joe Judge as the worst coaching hire, I think he's about 20 times better than Mike McCarthy as a coaching hire. There's nobody inside the Giants locker room saying, these guys don't know how to coach. These guys aren't prepared every week. These guys don't know what they're doing, essentially. And nobody's saying that about Judge. All the Judge games have been, the Giants have not been down by, you know, 14, 21 points every game. It's like the Cowboys have. I mean, the the Cowboys were down by 14 to the Giants. Another game that they should have lost because the Giants got fleeced by the refs. The Giants have been in every game, and they've been competitive. You can't say the same for the Dallas Cowboys this year. And even though they lost their quarterback, which is tough, it's I don't think you can come at Joe Judge like that. And, uh, yeah. What else do I have to refute here? Um. Well, Mac, Matt came at you just in general about the Giants, and he's gotten a little bit out of, out of the system. Matt just Matt Matt is Matt's taking the angle that I didn't take, and Matt's trying to be like this was the greatest thing in the entire world on Thursday. No, that's not what I'm saying. You, no, what I was saying, what I was saying is I liked how Dylan understood that the, that the Dallas Cowboys suck. I was just saying there's fans out there, and I just brought Kevin up because I, I think it's more Jamal, not Kevin. <laughs> I think that are not realistic about that. I think you're probably a very – you're a really realistic Giants fan, and I appreciate that from you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Jamal's not a realistic. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't have any, uh, any reason to be uh, not gloat about his team considering they're 5-0 and and could move to 6-0 today. So, like – you don't have much of a bone to pick there. Um, and then as you go towards the Giants, yeah, I mean, we're a couple of different results in finishing. The Giants just need to finish better, and they'd have three, probably about three wins on the season. If you finish that game in Dallas, I mean, that was kind of out of our control because we had two touchdowns called back by penalty, which were both very ticky-tack calls. And then... Uh, a holding that was not called on the Cowboys on their drive down the field to win the game. Um, so the refs took that game. The Giants, very winnable game against the Eagles. Should have won it. Evan Ingram, uh, I would would have liked him to be cut on Friday. Hopefully we can trade him for something. 
Um, and then who, who else could, I mean, right on the doorstep of beating the Bears um, and kept it competitive with the Steelers. It wasn't as close as the final score indicated. 49ers was a loss. Could have beat the Rams. There's been opportunities to win games, and that's why I'm so bullish on the Giants' future. I just think Judge is the right guy, and if you start hitting on some of these draft picks like we haven't been able to do, then then you can become a team in the future. And I love Jones. I know you don't like Jones, Matt, but we'll see. We'll see how Jones develops into a better quarterback than Wentz by year five. Jones won't be making those crappy decisions by year five. Maybe and, Jones will grow into the player that can complete the 85-yard touchdown run. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think Carson them. has ever done that. You can't fault But the Giants for... scored on that drive. I say, exactly. I, I'll yeah. laugh about that play. Yeah. Because yeah. we scored on that drive. It doesn't matter. Yep. But it, it'll just be a meme for the rest of his career. And guess who else was a meme for, the, for his career? Eli Manning. So it, I'm saying to Chris, <laughs> and I've been saying to it, saying it to him, you, if this guy is Eli Manning... I am more than happy with it. Last, that last means thing, two Super Bowl championships. Last thing before we let you go. Um, there's not a lot of parody in this week's picks, to be honest with you. Um, I'm looking at where you and I differ. Cowboys, Washington, why Why the Cowboys? I'm, I think Washington's going to pull the upset here. I. It's just the Cowboys look like they need to do something after getting embarrassed last week on Monday night at home on national TV. That's why I'm thinking that the Cowboys can do something. They've all that inner, inner turmoil. And, you know, maybe their coach who was for sure a worse hire than Joe judge can, can get his team on track, but I don't know. It's either going to be another referendum on the Cowboys saying they're absolutely terrible and they might not win another game this season or the, um, Washington come out and, and play well and beat them because Washington's been close in a few games as well. Here's a question for both of you, and I don't know the answer to it, so you tell me. For your upset pick, is it the line at the beginning of the game or the line when you picked it? It's the line at the beginning of the game. Okay, so Washington was originally my upset pick, but that line shifted to Washington's favor, so now I'm going to put in the Lions as my upset pick because Washington's right, back to the Lions. Favorite. Yeah. Um, because really that's the only place you and I differ except for that Monday night game between the Bears and the well, Rams. I'm thinking about the Cardinals, maybe. Tonight. I might change that before primetime. Yep. All right. Um, that's going to be a good game to watch tonight. And yeah. uh, also that San Fran and 49er, the San Fran and uh, New England game could be good. As the, yep. all the buildings of a 430 New England game where you're <sighs> sitting on the couch, have a fire, you know, obviously. This is talking about what is that home? Oh yeah, couch four thirty late late October. You see New England probably get a win there, in my opinion. And then you got Broncos Chiefs, a snow game. I'm hyped for that. We're gonna have to have that on. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So thanks for joining us, Kevin. Um, we'll talk to you Monday on the Football Hangover. Thank you guys. Hope you guys have a have a good rest of your Sunday. And Chris will see you in about five minutes. <laughs> see, yep. Kevin. see ya. That was Kevin Krzyzewski joining us um, on the phone lines there. So, yeah. So, there's our picks for week seven of the NFL season. We got you down to 11.59 to go, or an hour now, until kickoff of the NFL. Um, and as, as we like to do here on a Sunday, I know they're not playing. But you know what? 
we have to celebrate this win somehow here. So we will celebrate the Thursday win after a 15-second YouTube ad. Um, in the only way that we know how to celebrate the Philadelphia Eagles getting the win against the New York Giants. A stress-free NFL Sunday. See, talk to you on Monday. <laughs>